Thank you for tuning in to our very first episode of Redefine Success. I hope you guys are excited for this just as much as I am because I have put so much into this, y'all. Like, endless planning, endless late nights, and I'm just so happy that it's finally here for you guys to see, like, everything that I have planned for this season for those of you that don't know, I'm Nyan Kapoor. I'm the CEO of PMP Alignment, which is a woman-led consulting agency working to serve young professionals. The reason I created Redefine Success is because I wanted to create an outlet for viewers to be able to hear from the young professionals that are in different fields. You know, we see the entrepreneur life, you know, a lot now on social media, but, you know, there are still people... Um, that are interested in the nine to five life or just other fields. And I hope that, you know, people listening in can find a connection with someone doing their dream, their dream job, and then they'll be able to apply the tips learned from them into their lives. So I hope you guys are able to learn from this platform. I hope y'all feel elevated after you listen. And most importantly, I just really want to shift the negative narrative behind our demographic. You know, we always hear that young professionals are like we're lazy. We don't like to do the work and all that stuff. So Redefined Success is here to erase that narrative. So with that being said, I'm pleased to say that my first guest is a girl boss that has been doing nothing but to help entrepreneurs and creatives get to their next step. So I'm going to need y'all to make some noise for my fellow Crown and Queen member, Shadira Moore. Yay! Introduce yourself, Thank girl. You. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on this podcast. I'm super excited to speak with you and discuss different things. Um, so my name is Shadira Moore. I am the founder and CEO of Hellabomb Boss. Hellabomb Boss is a marketing agency that helps female entrepreneurs elevate their um, brands and businesses through the power of digital marketing, brand strategy, and web design. So I am super excited to be on this platform to talk to you guys a little bit about the power of marketing and brand strategy. So thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming. Like, first of all, when I first followed your page, I was just, I was blown away. I was like, oh my God, like thank this girl you. has it together. Thank and you, you only recently just started that and the Hello Bomb Network. And I was just like, wow. And then when I found out you were in Crowning Queens, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I was so hyped. Because I think I was following you before um, I had even joined Crowning Queens. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I yeah, I believe so too, because I remember you following me and I just recently joined Crowning Queens, which is by the way, y'all, it's a mentor mentoring um program that we're both a part of. And um yeah, I believe that you followed me before then and then I seen you in the group chat that we have and I was like, Oh hey girl, I know you. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> but so you know this this show is called redefine success and i feel like it's only right to really kind of just dive into that word and what it means and especially what it means to you you know what have especially because your job i feel like it's i mean it's very professional you know you're a consultant but that's not something i feel like people necessarily go to college for or something like you know we're like fed to like be when we grow up, especially like social media marketing. I feel like that's very, um, it's, it is like, you know, big in advertising, but it's not something that I feel like many people like, you know, have the idea of going to school for, if you get what mm -hmm. I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's almost a non-traditional route. Mm -hmm. And I kind of want to know, like, what is your take on success? Like, what did you grow up on? Like, what did, what did society, what did your parents tell you, like, su success should look like? Um, was it traditional? Was it non-traditional? What kind of paved this path for you? Okay, so um, my parents, from when I was young, they did want me to go to college. But I feel as though their parenting was very non-traditional in pushing me. Because you know how, like... <laughs> A lot of, not a lot of parents, but like some parents, they will push, push, push their child to go to college. My parents were very hands off and I was the one that was push, push, pushing myself to go to college. Like mm -hmm. once my, my parents kind of said like, okay, college is like the golden route in my head. I was like, okay, I need, I need to get there. How I'm going to get there? Like, what are the steps I need to take? I was always a go-getter and ambitious in that um, sense. So, um, ever since like I had that, um, that route and um, instilled in me, I decided, okay, I need to take the next steps. And I started to work myself um, to that goal as I continued my years of like adolescence and um, things of that sort. So um, when, um, so that was basically the route that I took very um, traditional. I did go to college um, and I am in grad school right now. And while I am in college and while I did um, get my bachelor's degree, I started to realize that that's not the only route, even though it was the route for me, that's not the only route that everybody has to take. Um, and the route that I did take in becoming a social media strategist and a consultant isn't what I originally wanted to do. Actually, I actually wanted to be a journalist. <laughs> um, I went to be a fashion and beauty journalist at that. Um, but then as I went through college, I realized like, that's not what I wanted to do. And it makes like, like it's not known for making a lot of money at, at times. Um, so I decided to move out of that and kind of go towards my dream as I continue to dive within social media and marketing and things of that nature. So now, um, I'm going back in the traditional route and getting my, um, masters, I'm getting my masters in MBA and I'm learning more about marketing, entrepreneurship, things of that sort. So it's kind of funny because the non-traditional route and the traditional route is merging within yeah. my circumstance. So it's kind of funny in that, um, in that sense. And even it's funny to, I mean, to most, it would look like a big transition from like being wanting to be a fashion journalist to being a social media um, mm -hmm. marketer and digital consultant. But I see the parallels in it. 
I feel like there are definitely tools um, used in both routes that you've mm. utilized, like, you know, to be a journalist, like you write posts, you write articles, mm-hmm. you, you write very in-depth captions on Instagram. You know what I mean? Like you have a voice, the same voice you would have used for journalism is now being used just in a different entity and a different space. And I, it's very impactful. Like you're teaching people, you know, you're educating people. Thank you. And then plus, and I never you're, thought of it like that. So yeah, and then, right. and then even like the fashion thingy, like I'm guessing you have an eye for fashion and it shows in the designs you make on your page. Like you have to have an eye for design. Like I'm, I'm telling you, girl, I used to want to be a fashion designer. This isn't a fashion designer, but I make pretty bomb PowerPoints. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know my swatches of colors. I know what compliments what. I'm good with fonts. <laughs> like the parallels. <laughs> I mean, it all goes in, like, I feel like everything always merges together as we continue to go throughout this life. Um, Mm -hmm. Even though we might be doing something that we would never have thought that we would do and we thought we would go another route. If you look back, the things that you wanted to do in the beginning, it still emerges into your current situation in a sense. Yeah. So whether it's like the different like characteristics or abilities you have to have, whether it's the responsibilities and the duties you must do, things of that sort, it all merges in a sense. So like I said a million times. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I agree. Like, I, I feel like the older I get, I'm realizing a lot of the things I've dreamt about, you know, from being like when I was like five is it's coming full circle. It maybe don't it doesn't look, you know, the way I envisioned it, but it's it's in some form what I dreamt about and I'm Mm -hmm. finally being able to do it. And like when I was growing up, I could not decide what I wanted to be because Mm -hmm. I wanted to be a lot. And honestly, I still do. And I'm coming to a point where I realize, you know, what my true calling is, but where I'm able to expand and kind of dive into things that I still, you know, always wanted to do. Like we have our whole lives, like, you know what I mean? Like, yes, we have a niche, but like, you can do the things you've always wanted to do. It doesn't Absolutely. have to be, it doesn't have to be a full-time gig, but you know what I mean? Like there, you make time for the things you truly want to do. And I think that's not something that's always been pushed. Like it's always been like, you know, yes, pick one focus, obviously, um, and have a nation stuff like that. But like, you don't, you know, you don't have to be so stiff. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. But I'm, it's it's really nice to hear that, like, your parents were very non-traditional. That's not yeah. something I always hear. I feel like my parents were very traditional. Like, college is always the game plan. And not that I really forced, uh, like, foresaw anything else different for me. Like, and I don't know if it's because it was so drilled into my head that I never really, like, thought, hmm, I don't think I want to go to college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, my parents were very traditional, even, like, the jobs they wanted me to have just because of the practicality of the jobs and the pay, I I didn't want those, you know? Yeah. And they don't fully agree with what I'm going for. And they may not actually agree with what I'm doing, but I'm at the age where this, like, you know, I know, I know what's best for me. Like I always say parents want what's best for you, but I don't think they always know what's best for you. Exactly. Because, and it, and there's a difference and I don't think they understand that. And I think some people see it as disrespectful. Like, no, your parents at the end of the day are going to want what's best for you. They put you on this earth. They want you to be safe, obviously, mm-hmm. but parents, they want you to be safe. Where does that come from? It stems out of fear. 
Exactly. So that means <laughs> like, it comes out of fear. So that means you don't know necessarily what's best for me because you 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 fear, you know, things I might come to face later on in life. And that's certain things I got to figure out. And at the end of the day, like I'm 20 years old, I graduate this year. I have to make a life for myself in which that I'm happy and I'm at peace. And I wake up every day wanting to do what I want to do. You're not going to be living this life for me after I graduate. Exactly. So it's like whatever I'm building, whatever I'm putting my time into and investing into, it's got to be for me. Mm -hmm. That's actually everything you said. I definitely resonated with because I feel as though exactly what you said, like, they want what's best for you, but they want what's best for you in their eyes. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, they're pushing their interpretation, um, interpretation on life onto you. They're projecting your their fears. They're projecting their regrets onto you um, sometimes. And they don't mean to, um, but it's just they want what's best for you. So they're taking everything that they learned throughout their own life um, throughout their own personal experiences and trying to steer you away from that in mm -hmm. the best way they can possibly, they possibly can. But they don't realize that a lot of the times that's not what's, that's not really what's best for the kid. Like just because they went, you guys went through it doesn't mean that I will go through it. Mm -hmm. just, because it you, just because you made the same mistakes doesn't mean I will go through the same mistakes. So it's, it's about like, them understanding that and them to kind of let go and allow you to do your own thing. So for sure, for sure. And like, it's just like, it's just the idea, like they just want you to be better than them. Mm -hmm. And they, they really like, they don't know how they want you to be better. They just want you to be better. And I feel like that's what they consider success for them. Like that, that they, they feel like they've done a successful job if you've done better than them. And I think anyone would feel that way. But it goes back to the idea of success, like what is their idea of success and how does it differ from mine? Exactly. And I feel like millennials, especially with just our openness and our transparency to talk about so many issues in regards to mental health, we've been able to align that with monetary success. Like, you know what I mean? Like that wasn't always what it was. To be successful was like, Oh, I got a million dollars, whatever. Mm -hmm. Got a bag. Yeah, I'm successful. Exactly. Now we're shifting into the space where like, all right, it's cool to have a bag and it's cool to do this. But like, where's your head at mentally? Exactly. And I already don't even think like, can you even maintain a bag? Can you continually chase a bag if you're not even in the right head space? Because that's when you fuck up the most. Exactly. Um, That is definitely... Oh my gosh, you are really like dropping gems right now. Um, <laughs> that is definitely true because um, a lot of people think that success is one definition, but it's multiple definitions based mm. upon what you believe what success is. Success can be mean anything. Success can mean that you just want to be happy. Success just means that maybe you want to take a certain amount of trips each year without having to struggle when you're coming back. Success can mean having a million dollars. Success can mean having a family. Success can mean a billion things. It just depends on you and what makes you ultimately happy. When you think about it, success drives from happiness. When you go throughout this life, how do you want to, like, what is the, the main thing all humans want to achieve? It's not really money. It's not really any of that stuff. It's really happiness. They're chasing the happiness 
from those materialistic things. And that's a, not a bad thing, of course, but it all stems through happiness. So you cannot, you cannot say that um, one definition is considered success, that one definition explains success as a whole. Like there's multiple definitions, there's multiple meanings and there's multiple interpretations when it comes to success. So it's, I love that you put that um, as well because a lot of people do not realize like just because one person said this is the successful way of life doesn't mean like this is the successful way of life for you. So um, definitely. I like, I like that you added and you kind of went into detail about different forms of success in the terms of like monumental and like quote unquote little achievements Mm -hmm. because for my biggest idea of success and my monumental like idea of success for me is the ability to share information with another and then being inspired to share it to another Mm -hmm. that's that to me is succeeding and I do that every day So So you're succeeding. So to me, I'm succeeding every day. And that makes me happy because at the end of the day, you don't know who you're passing that knowledge onto. I may have just passed the knowledge to the next president of the United States of America. Exactly. It's just like, you never know. And that's why I feel for for me, communication is the key. Like knowledge is key. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah, money makes the world go round, but like the only way we're going to progress as a society is through sharing knowledge. Exactly. Because when so, you're passing on knowledge to another person, you're helping people grow. You're helping them cross. Flourish and basically make the world go round and happier place. So yes. always. <laughs> and that's another thing, because like a lot of like not a lot of people. I always say a lot of people, people, some people tend to withhold information from others because they don't want them to reach that quote unquote success. But they're not realizing that when you provide information whether it is free or whether it's paid once you provide that information you are helping another person to develop the skills from when you cannot anymore and Mm -hmm. you are developing the skills for people who can take on clients that you cannot take on or you are helping the people to cultivate any type of skill any type of knowledge any type of anything in order to help this this world become a better place whether you a doctor is helping a doctor become a better doctor or a nurse is helping a nurse become a better nurse, a dentist helping a dentist become a better dentist, uh, entrepreneur helping another entrepreneur become a better entrepreneur, things of that sort. It helps maintain the cycle, maintain a cycle of success, maintain a cycle of education and knowledge in order to help generations and generations to come. And people don't realize it when they withhold information because they want to be the only ones, but you're only hurting not only yourself, but future generations. So that's another thing as well. You really just... <laughs> you just <laughs> I know everybody shook that hair. <laughs> but... I had a nerve. I had a nerve. <laughs> I'm like dying. <laughs> Excuse me, I apologize. But... Hopping off of that, I know as a social media marketer, like a digital consultant, mm-hmm. you know, when we talk about success, we also got to mention failure, you know, the L's mm-hmm. we took, whatever you want to consider it. Um, what are hardships as a social media marketer, a digital consultant that you've experienced that you could share with, you know, oh. someone that maybe wants to get into this field? Oh, girl, I can go on and on and on. All right, let's, let's list three. I, let's do yeah, three. I, 
Listen, social media is a great field to go into, but let me tell you, sometimes there are a lot of struggles and hardships that I go through as a social media strategist because um, one of the things um, are that a lot of people do not understand um, the importance of social media strategy, so I constantly have to prove um, myself and the worth of the actual service I'm providing. So, like, maybe somebody will consult with, uh, somebody will um, ask me about um, a service, and they'll be like, oh, um, can we talk, and we'll sit down, and um, I can discuss the price with you, and things of that sort. So I have, like, a consultation session with them, and I explain the services and the prices, and they're kind of, like, looking at me like, um, excuse me? Like, that's a little, like, that's a little steep. That's a little pricey. But they don't understand that a lot of the things I'm doing takes a lot of work. Social media, digital marketing, marketing as a whole takes mm -hmm. a lot of work. And people do not understand that at all. They just think it's about liking a couple pictures and commenting on a couple things and boom, you're done. No, it is strategic all the way. Like you cannot have, you cannot develop a strong social media following and convert your following to sales if there's no strategy behind it. And people do not understand that. And also it's about trial and error too. A lot of people just think, oh, I'm going to gain like a thousand followers within like 30 days. Sometimes that does work. Sometimes it does happen depending on the situation. But mm -hmm. a lot of times it do not. And people expect like, oh, well, you're the social media strategist, so why haven't I got it yet? This, it takes a process. Like, you have to, like, you have to understand the process. Like, it's not going to take you overnight in order to obtain that social media success or that marketing success. It takes a process. Um, another, another hardship, not really hardship, but um, mm -hmm. challenge that I seem to go through as well is that Due to my age and my target audience, so my target audience is typically 25 to 45 because those are more, um, they have more stable incomes in order to, um, mm -hmm. order to afford, you know, the monthly services that I offer. And um, a lot of the times, because I'm younger than my target audience, I'm 22 years old, y'all. Um, I'm younger than my target audience. Sometimes they tend to think that I am not capable of doing what I, I know how to do. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I have to prove myself, which can be very annoying sometimes, I will admit, but that's one of the struggles I have to go through as well. I always constantly have to prove myself to show that do not mind my age because my age don't mean anything. My age does not represent who I am and what my worth ethic is. And a lot of people also has the, um, have this um, stigma on millennials um, basically that we are like, like you said in the beginning, we're lazy, we're this, we're that. And that's not the case. That is not the case at all. At least for like a lot of us is not the case. I met a lot of people my age that has just as much of, as a strong worth ethic as me, if not better. And they're constantly like, they're constantly killing the game. And it's, it also shows also that like we constantly have to as millennials constantly have to beat that stigma against us to kind of show that, Hey, we're hard workers. Like we're not all lazy. We can get the, the stuff done. You know what I'm saying? So that's also another struggle 
um, and challenge I had to go through in order to um, get through my journey as a social media strategist. So those are a couple of things. I do have a bunch, but, you know, we will be here all day. So (laughs) I don't want to hold it up too long. But those are the top two that I had to go through. Did you, were you, um, how do I say this? Like, what inspired you to get into social media? Was it because, like, you really like social media? Like, were you, like, like a social media, like, addict type thingy? Or were you kind of just, like, you seldomly use social media, but you just thought, like, it was intriguing, like, through your classes, learning about analytics, like, certain things like that? So, both, actually. <laughs> so, I am, um, I love social media. Um, it does have its downfalls as well as its strengths, but mm-hmm. I love it. Every, I love everything about it. Um, and I love it because it is both creative yet very analytical, which is how my mind um, works. Mm-hmm. I am very creative and I'm very analytical. I look at things from a creative point of view and I also look at things from a systematic point of view. Um, so that was the reason why um, social media intrigued me as a whole. Um, and then I started to take classes. So my bachelor's, I got a bachelor's degree in journalism and public relations. In the public le- relations realm, I took a lot of social media classes um, and emphasized on social media within my public relations courses and major, and ma- overall major. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took a lot of social media courses and I began to learn the beauty within social media and how to like gain money and grow and grow your online presence through social media and to become uh, essentially a millionaire off of social media and basically build your own off of social media. I felt like it was so, so, so intriguing because you can literally go from living an average life, nine to five, you know, like um, not saying that, when you have a nine to five is all average, but you know, like basically having like a, yeah, just a disclaimer, having to have like a nine to five, like very, like maybe like a nine to five, you don't even like, you don't know where you're going. You're stuck to like creating your own, doing your own thing, becoming your C um, becoming a CEO of your own life, of your own businesses, just off of social media alone. And I thought that was so, so, so fascinating. So I began to continue to research and continue to develop and continue to learn. I actually had um, three plus social media internships as well. So I learned a lot through that as well. So basically throughout my college experience, I had a lot of um, leadership positions and um, internships and classes. And I gained a lot of knowledge and experiences within the social media field. And that's how I ultimately dived into the social media field. And now, um, currently, I am pursuing my master's degree in entrepreneurship um, and marketing. So I am now continuously learning about not only social media, but marketing as a whole. So I can continue to grow and expand as a marketing consultant and digital media strategist. So, um, yeah, it's just... That's what helped me get into this field. Um, it was basically, first, it was my um, my fascination with it. And then I continued to learn, learn, learn. And then I kind of took all of my education and all my experience and everything else and executed it and made it into my own. So, so that's how I did it. 
I mean, that's amazing. And like Thank with you. what could you for someone listening again that would like want to get into this field and you know, you noted that you had three internships, I believe, mm-hmm. within the social media, like how what are you like what's your advice to someone like how to like secure those internships what places should they be in to even like get opportunities like this like what advice do you have for an aspiring social media consultant so first thing first is start building up um a portfolio you know like even if you don't have an internship and you have no experience at all start taking classes in social media or marketing in general Start taking classes. I mean, not start taking classes. Start taking, <laughs> up, start taking up leadership positions and start trying to um, dive into leadership positions in your um, clubs, in your school clubs that pertains to marketing and social media. There are like a ton of different ways in order to dive into the field prior to even getting an internship. So when you are ready to get an internship, you have all these things on your portfolio. Oh, you have all these things on your resume. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, I did that. Now hand me the, you know, hand me the um the internship. I, I did it, you know, I did it mm-hmm. even and I took the initiative even before getting an internship. And as you get the internships, you just keep on taking what taking the experiences and turning it into an educational um experience as a whole and taking it and continuously learn and prosper and grow as a whole in order to get better and better at um, the world of marketing. And then as you continue to grow and as you continue to take your um, lessons and your experiences and turn them into um, and turn them into something that you can build off of, that's when you will that's when you can do great things. And that's either whether you are trying to go, go into the nine to five route and trying to become a social media strategist for uh, a company or whether you're trying to go to the entrepreneur route and trying to build up your own social media agency or marketing agency as a whole, it will build you up for either or of that route. So, yeah. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that. No, it's super important. I don't think um, there's enough emphasis on how important it is to have a portfolio. A portfolio literally tells us your story it shows us who you are exactly like Mm -hmm. i i create resumes and that'll get you in the door but what is going to like you know keep you in there what is going to keep you in the room with those people what do you have to show them that sets you apart exactly and you know you should really put your all into your pieces whatever it is you know and show these people like this is what I do. And it, and it helps back up. You know what I mean? Like there's only so much you can say about yourself without having proof. And exactly. something that people also aren't realizing is employers are really looking to your, your social media, like not just your LinkedIn, some employers, a lot of them, especially in the creative field will look at your Instagram, mm-hmm. you know, like does the person sitting in front of me match the brand that's on Instagram? Exactly. They're looking for that alignment. They're looking for that authenticity. Like, so I would really like, for those of you that don't have portfolios, I would really suggest like starting to build one and slowly, you know what I mean? Like, don't think you have to go right now and rush and throw a bunch of things um, into a binder or whatever, but really like start thinking about the things you have to offer, um, things that you've made, even school projects you can utilize in your portfolio, especially if you played a big role in that project. That's definitely another thing as well. Definitely um, 
if you have a school project that pertains to the field that you want to go into, definitely using that as well. And I also have another tip as well, um, specifically for um, people who are trying to dive into social media and marketing or even PR. Um, one of my um, advisors at my college advisors, they told me in order to um, a way, a good way for you to build your platform and to build your um, portfolio, even if you don't have an internship or even if you didn't um, like dive into any clubs or activities, you can always just develop your own sort of plan, your own okay. social media plan, your own PR yes. plan on your dream company. Just do it. Look make into my your dream company. Look make mock-ups. Company, huh? Make sorry to cut you off. I just make mock-ups. Like you can make like oh, you know exactly. mock-up ads, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And even, and not even to cut you off, but like there is. That's what I'm saying. Like so many people don't realize like all the things that you can do just to create a portfolio. Because even if it's not something you really did for the company, that's showing the skills that you have that you could potentially create for that said company. Exactly. And like people always think that like I think when people think portfolios, they think like oh like artist portfolios. Like you know how like a lot of art kids have portfolios for their artwork. You yeah. don't. There's so many different types of portfolios, and I could go on and on about this, y'all. But I literally dropped an ebook this like two months ago. That's on my, web my website, available for subscribers only. So subscribe and get your ebook so you can know how to build the perfect portfolio because it will literally help you out so much. Like there's so much that people don't teach you or they don't teach you the different types of portfolios and what it takes to really like, Definitely. you know, put your best foot forward. And it makes everything. And also portfolios make everything much easier to access as well, especially for employers. Like if employers want to see your writing samples, send them your link. If, um, if employers want to see your social media analytics, send them your link. If a, um, if an employer wants to see your PR plan or your marketing plan or just um, different examples of what you can do, just send them the link. That's all. You don't have to scramble around. Oh, let me let me try to find something. No, mm -hmm. it's right there. Just send it. Like it's such a such 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 a useful tool, and um, I believe every. Um, person should have one, whether you took um, the college route or not, even if you just dive into entrepreneurship outside of, um, like, right after high school, just building that portfolio, um, it really, really helps. And I also recommend you have an in-person one and a digital one, because the in-person one, you can bring to interviews, and it kind of gives you, it kind of puts you, like, 10 steps 10 steps forward from other candidates because they're like wow like you brought a portfolio like okay mm -hmm. like she's serious he's serious like like i think i want them a part of my team so it's really important for you to have a portfolio and it's even more important for you to have an in-person uh imprint one a print one sorry a print one and a digital one girl tell them you can tell me <laughs> sometimes that they don't even want to listen like we're dropping gems here are they absorbing? I hope they're absorbing the information that we're giving them. Exactly. But I hope so too. <laughs> but we're gonna shift. We're gonna shift gears. You know, thank you for sharing all these gems about social no media marketing, and, and I truly do hope that someone that really wants to get into this field has been able to learn from you, because you, you know, you've been telling us useful information.
Definitely. But right now, we're going to shift gears. We're going to get into the tea, the spicy topics. Okay. About social media. Especially okay. since, you, since you said you're a social media addict. First of all, I need to know, what's your favorite social media? Oh, um, like the network? Yeah, what's your favorite social media network? Instagram and probably... Really? Go, yes. I love Instagram, but I also love um, Pinterest, which is... I feel oh, like okay. Social media. I like Pinterest. So yeah, lot. it's definitely a social media um, network that is underrated, but it's so good. And it's basically like a digital um, vision board. That's how I take it as. That's and, true. Yeah, and like, it's just... It's basically where you can collect different ideas and to um, collect different, um, like, strategies and collect different, like, visuals and things of that sort. Like, it just, it's just such a great um, platform that people do not take advantage of because it's so good for not only personal use, but for digital use. So, that's my <laughs> favorite. Pardon me. I have a board for everything. Like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, pardon me. I love Pinterest. Like, I literally have a board for everything. That's where I, like, go to dream. Like, literally. <laughs> exactly. Same. Bye. Uh, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, okay. So, um, I have a, I have a board for every year. Um, just mm. from 2017, and it's a vision board, and it's everything that I wanted to be, do, look like, things of that sort. Like, I have it for everything. Like, fashion boards for each year. How I want my fashion looks to look like. Um, how I would want, like, my future house and car to look like. Because, like, as the years go on, your dreams change. Your style change. Your perceptions change. And what you want and desire change. So, like, That's true, I yeah. typically do that every year to see, like, one, like what I want now, and two, the the progress that I made from the last two years to now. So that's why I love Pinterest. That's another. Reason. <laughs> <laughs> but hold up, wait. You didn't mention Twitter. Do you not like Twitter? Because Twitter is my I favorite do. thing. Not, I love Twitter. Yes, for personal use, and I love Twitter okay, because yeah, yeah. I look through it and I'm like. Yo, like these people are like, where do they get these? Where do they get <laughs> these this stuff from? <laughs> Twitter is just like the best thing in the world for me, especially because I feel like, like Instagram came up like, I mean, like, I mean, sorry, Twitter like literally had like you had videos, tweets, like I don't know. Twitter just has everything, and I just think Twitter is extremely funny. But yeah. like, I feel like you have to be completely lighthearted when you go on Twitter. Like, you can't take things serious. Yes. <laughs> People are wild, but, like, it's yes. so funny, and I find so much entertainment from Twitter. But, like, with my business and everything, I'm on Instagram more. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like people are, like, shook when I say, like, I don't really like Instagram or, like, Twitter's my favorite because I'm always on Instagram, like, mm -hmm. promoting something or talking or engaging with people. So it's, like, I've grown to, like, Instagram more, you know, for that aspect and just because I feel like I have a community on Instagram, but... Twitter is yeah. Twitter like that's that's right or die right there. Yeah, it's Twitter is definitely entertaining. Um, you definitely cannot have like a lot of people go on there very serious and I'll look like and I'll be scrolling down and looking at the treats like why are you guys so serious? Why are you guys like <laughs> such in a bad mood? Are you guys okay? Um, really I, like Yeah. But I feel like um Twitter is definitely something like <laughs> 
useful for personal use, but like business-wise, it's kind of more difficult. A lot of people do manage to understand Twitter and to learn how to market themselves on Twitter, but frankly, frankly, like I don't really have much luck, and I'm still trying to learn it myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the top two, when it comes to business, is that de- well, the top three that comes to business is definitely um, Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest, because I feel like, in my experiences. I've seen the best results from those mm-hmm. platforms. Yeah. <clears throat> For, I know you said, like, Instagram's one of your favorites, obviously. So, like, who's your favorite, like, social media person, like, okay. on Instagram? Like, who do you, like, you go on Instagram and you're, like, looking for their page? Okay, so it's two. One that's really big and one that's, like, has, like, a small business. Um, and she's, like, getting there. She's growing. Um, so one of them is, I hope I don't pronounce her name wrong. It's Nicole Lionel, I think. Um, she's a fashion guru. Um, and I think like the audience might understand, uh, might know what I'm talking about. I think I am saying it right. But, um, Nicole Lionel, she is a fashion guru and she just posts a lot of inspirational things. Um, and she... She posts a lot of lifestyle and inspirational stuff that makes me want to keep going and makes me want to continue to push and just makes me feel myself like, yeah, like I'm that, like I'm that girl. I'm that girl, <laughs> you know? Like, so I look at her page a lot. Another page I look at, I think, oh my God, I'm so, I'm, I'm bad at pronouncing sometimes. So I hope I don't like, like say her name wrong, but her name is Tamani Lynn. Woman of Lynn. Oh, yes. I love her. (laughs) I love her. And note, like, this is, girl, I do stalk your page if you look at, uh, if you listen to this. I do. (laughs) I love, I love you. I love your, and the merchandise. Yo, and her merchandise. Yeah, like, I love her brand. I love her content. She's very strategic with everything, like, from a marketing and social media standpoint, she is killing it. Like, she is definitely killing it, like, to the T. And I definitely look forward to um, the different content that she has. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's another thing. That's another person. Um, She's a growing business. She's she's on the smaller end from um, Nicole Lionel, but she is growing. I see her definitely um, reaching success. Uh, sooner than later, so. But that's the two pages. Well, she's not that small because I know um, Woman of Lynn, but I don't know Nicole, so. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't believe, I really like her page, too. <laughs> and I follow her on Twitter, and I'll be like, oh. Yeah, oh, I didn't I didn't even know she had a Twitter, but yeah. You don't be she's on really Twitter, nice you're a traitor. <laughs> I know, she's very nice, too. Like, she's very, like, great to talk to and things of that sort. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm very excited to, um, to like possibly like see what else she has in store. So I'm excited as well. My last, my last question is <laughs> if, like, have you ever been on a social media page where they're, um, like there's, so, sorry, I cannot get my words out. <laughs> Where their page looks like a Pinterest board. Like, it's, like, different graphics, graphics that aren't theirs. Like, they're literally, like, just reposting it. Oh, okay. Yeah. What would you say to 
as a social media mar- marketer, like, what would you say to someone, like, as a small business um, to a page like that, like their page setup? Okay. Um, there's a couple of things. Good job for posting, you know, inspirational content or things mm-hmm. that look aesthetically pleasing, but you need to develop your own content. Because if you keep on reposting other people's content, all you're really doing is just redirecting them to the original people who actually, you know, like created the content. You need to develop your own content because you need to show off your skills. You need to show off your knowledge and you need to show off what you can do. Because at the end of the day, you are a business. You are selling something, whether it's a service or whether it is a product, you are selling something if you have a business. So you need to focus more on the information that you can provide your customers, the services that you can provide your customers, the products that you can provide your customers, and putting that onto your platform. Because if you're constantly reposting things that aren't yours and that's it, people are going to look like, okay, I'm following this girl and she's supposed to be offering this, but I'm not seeing it. Where is this at? And then they're going to end up unfollowing you and then you lost out on a potentially on a potential client lead. So that's one thing that I would definitely uh, tell them as well. And also just because that you're reposting things doesn't mean it necessarily goes with the brand, mm-hmm. do not post things that does not resonate with the brand. It, do, it just doesn't make any sense. People are going to get confused. So if you are, okay, for example, if somebody has um, a digital marketing and web design business, for instance, don't repost on your page something about health and fitness. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like, you get what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's two different, like, it's completely two different things. P- you're going to start confusing people. And they're like, okay, this is cool. This is really valuable information. But what does that have to do with digital marketing? What does that have to do with brand? I mean, what does that have to do with website design? Like, mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with it. So that's another thing. Make sure if you are reposting content, make sure that it resonates with your brand. Um, also, if you are constantly reposting content, Make sure you're tagging the original person. Like, don't, or make sure you're not doing anything shady, like taking off their name and things of that sort, because that can look really bad on your part if you get caught. And then people don't trust you. And as a business um, person, the number one thing is trust when it comes, like, when it comes to your clients and your audience and your customers. If they can't trust you, they're not going to buy anything from you. If they can't trust you, they're not going to follow you. They're not going to follow what you say because at the end of the day they're going to just think like oh she don't know what she's saying she's a liar anyway oh she don't know um oh i don't want to invest in her product like i don't trust her and that's definitely something you do not want so those are the three main (laughs) tips that i will give yeah i hear so if your page is looking like a pinterest board chalk it start over strategize Mm -hmm build out a marketing plan and you know let it resonate with your brand and what you want people to see i understand the laziness um and sometimes things yeah do do look appealing but you really want to take your time and you know build something you're proud of rather rather than reposting exactly honestly thank you so much like for just coming and being so open to share like everything like you know like i said people are stingy with knowledge they don't always want to share you know what they know and i just really appreciate you for coming on here Um, And just sharing all that you shared. But 
we need you to share, you know, upcoming things that you have for yourself and hella bomb boss, you know, we want you to leave us with your social media handles, you know, where, where can we find you, where we can connect with you and then just leave us with something, you know, leave us with something that's going to motivate us tomorrow for the week. Yes. So, okay. So first thing, my social media accounts, um, on Instagram, I am hella bomb boss LLC. And on Facebook, I'm just hella bomb boss. Those are the two places that you can find me. I'm also on Twitter, but eh, I am <laughs> leaning off of Twitter. <laughs> um, also, upcoming events, yes. Um, I have joined forces with Passion um, Profit Power, which is also my business bestie, Amani Harris, who is the founder and CEO of that um, company. And we are joining forces to cultivate a uh, event series. The event series is called um, Power Hour Boss Brunch. And um, for our first event, we're having a vet, we're having a networking mixer that helps women manifest their life and business of their dreams. And it's called Manifesting Over Mimosas. So with that, it will be bottom, bottom, oh crap, bottom <laughs> mimosas, delicious brunch. Um, it will have um, a discussion, I mean, uh, yeah, a discussion panel. It, they will have giveaways, um, things of that sort. Um, the podcast host herself is going to be there. She's an influencer. So yes. Um, it is going to be in Turnersville, New Jersey, which is in South Jersey. It is on Sunday, October 6th from 4 to 12. <coughs> and it's just going to be a very, very um, inspirational and motivating and just overall bomb-ass event. Like, it's just going to be amazing. And the actual, um, the tickets are in my bio. Um, and it's in um, the Passion Profit, the Passion Profit Power bio as well. Um, her Instagram bio. And yeah, definitely get your tickets. It's also on my website, uh, which is www.hellabombnetwork with an e dot com slash events. It's also there as well, so you can purchase your tickets there. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a great event. Um, the tickets are not expensive at all, at all, and we're also taking sponsorship um, uh, sponsors also. So if you want to be a sponsor, if you have a business or just have a brand and you want to get your brand out there, definitely look into our sponsor packages as well. So. Um, that's what we have so far. Um, and one thing to leave you guys with is do not rush the process. Do not rush the process of your business. Do not rush the process of your brand. Because at the end of the day, if you are rushing the process, it's just going to fall apart in the interim. It's going to fall apart eventually. Even if you get temporary success, it's going to be keyword temporary because you did not build up the necessary steps in order to cultivate a successful brand in business. So definitely, so definitely take your time, definitely continue to grow and build and, um, prosper and prosper, um, as a CEO and as a entrepreneur. So that's one of the things I wanted to tell you as well, because a lot of people, especially, us millennials, um, we have the tendency to rush the process because in the digital world, it seems like everyone has everything together. You know, it seems like everyone has their dream car. Everyone has a successful business. Everyone has these big houses. Everyone is just living the best life. 
and we tend to look at ourselves and be like, well, dang, like, what am I doing? Like, I, why am I missing out? Like, why isn't my business flourishing? Girl, they are showing you their chapter 12, and you are still on chapter 1. It is a process to get to chapter 12. In order to get to chapter 12, you got to get through 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 11, you know? So it's a process, and you have to continue to build. You have to enjoy the journey. You have to enjoy the process in order to get to the goals and accomplish the goals that you want to achieve, you know? So that's what I leave you guys with, and I thank you so, 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 so much for having me. this has been such a like a great talk that we had, and I hope that I my my wisdom and my experiences and my tips and tricks help the next person to cultivate their own um, business and their own brand as well. So yeah, yeah, I heard it here first from our girl boss, our first guest ever on Redefine Success, Shadara Moore, CEO of Hello Bomb Boss. Thank you so much, like, just for being, like, my first guest on this show. Thank you no for your problem. willingness, like, once again. I loved our conversation, and I hope we continue to talk more and, you know, grow this relationship, especially because we're crowning queen sisters. We exactly. got to stick together. <laughs> we have to. We have to. <laughs> but thank you so much, love. No, no problem. Thank you for having me. And that concludes our first episode of Redefine Success. You can follow me at PMP Alignment on Instagram, and you can find me on my website, ppalignment.com. Thank you for tuning in.